You become what you think about, and your team becomes what you ask about. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Roland. Hello, Rory. Paul, it's great to be here. Thank you, my friend. I am very excited to be back together with you to talk about even more about coaching. You bet. <laughs> are you really excited or are you kind of off track right now? Is this a, is this a blooper moment that we should... I, but I don't think we should edit it out. I love this moment. So? No, I think we should okay. keep this. Because I said, talk about what about... Because <laughs> I'm very excited about mm-hmm. this topic what we need to do as coaches. Right. You, you're you just going to walk us through this. Well, you know, you and I were talking before we started the recording. You become what you think about in motivational programs. And, you know, it's the strangest secret. Buddha talked about that. Uh, Buddha said, the mind is everything. What you think about, you become. Mm. And then Ralph Waldo Emerson, if we've got to quote Ralph Waldo, yes. Waldo Emerson, if we're ever going to have a podcast, you've got to do it at least <laughs> once. You become what you think about all day long. I began to think about that and go, you know, that's remarkable because we do become what we think about. I've known it happening in my lifetime. I thought about becoming a professional speaker and a consultant, and ta-da, boom, mm-hmm. became that. But the question then ultimately was, how do we do this with our teams? And really, your team becomes what you ask about. And I've never seen a coaching process talk about that, but I think it's so important for us because if we continue to ask those questions, guess what? Our team becomes that. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's such a, an incredibly powerful concept. So your thoughts do become your actions. So the idea here that you're going to walk through is mm-hmm. that we're going to have our team start thinking mm-hmm. through questioning. Mm-hmm. When you ask the questions, they're going to do the thinking. Right. And then they're going to become what they should be becoming. Right. And there's two concepts here, really. It's a coaching concept, but it's also a leadership concept. We've got a podcast we don't haven't played yet. But it's going to be in the future. And it's Bob Marquardt's uh, talking about his book, Leading with Questions. Mm-hmm. And it's really made me think about coaching from a perspective of managing, but also a perspective of asking questions to lead. The Chinese proverb, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. And I go, you know, I don't think that's right. I think the journey of a thousand miles begins about begins with where are we going? Mm-hmm. You pick a destination right. and you know where you've got there when you get there. You're almost already there because you made the decision to get there. Yes. And I just think that's such an important concept. So a journey of a thousand miles does not begin with a single step. It begins with a, what's your question? Where do you want to go? That's the key with your team. Where are they going and what questions are you asking? And the reason that most teams are dysfunctional or not directional is because the leadership team does not continue to ask those questions. Where do we want to go? Where are we going? What? How do we do this? Mm-hmm. What's happening? You know, you and I were talking earlier and it's just basically when I teach sales training, asking the team, uh, number one, what'd you do great? And mm-hmm. then they all, you know, we all have them write it down and they, they write it down and they say, okay, what'd you do? Tell me a success story. And they tell me a success story. Then we say, okay, what'd they do great about that success story? And then ultimately, and then what will we do better? And that's the greatest sales training there is. Because if you teach somebody something, they don't learn anything. But if you ask them and they process, they learn it. What I love about what you're saying is I've been in so many organizations where they'll say, Something along the lines of you need to mm. set your goals and you'll get there. But they don't ever help me think what the goals are. Right. And or that's how to what do these it. questions are. Right. Or how to do it. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. People want to improve, but we haven't asked the question to say how to improve. Mm-hmm. And so that's just a, an important distinction. Napoleon Hill said, whatever the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. Huge Napoleon Hill fan. And I just think it's a great way to go about it. The mind is everything. What you think, you become. Buddha taught that. You know, it's a high-minded quote, 
But it's also an important key. You can almost change it to the team is everything and what they, what you ask, they become. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's such an important concept from a coaching perspective. What are you asking? And are you asking consistently enough to say, this is what we want to accomplish. This is what we want to achieve. And this is not just quotes, it's science as well. That is a great transitional question. Thank you. You did that so, so well. And that's actually Stanford psychologist, Carol Dweck. She found that some people have a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. She wrote a book called Mindset. And it's talking about the growers. Uh, the growers believe that they can work towards improving their skills. In order to test this theory, diversity, and she decided to study 373 students and track their academic performance from the beginning of their seventh grade to the end of the eighth grade. And she found that those with a growth mindset, the I think I can versus the I think I can't mindset, those that in fact had the I think I can mindset actually had their grade point average rise during that time frame, where those with a fixed mindset and they're actually, their GPA actually remained the same. That's the science of the process of the growth mindset. And so what we need to do is have a growth mindset for our team as a manager. This study that she did, they mm -hmm. said there are some people with fixed mindsets. Mm -hmm. Is there a way to change that mindset? Well, that's, you know, that's one of those things you're going to have. I mean, that's the strengths, kind of the strengths finders or, or what you've got to do uh, from a perspective of finding out about your team. Right now, you don't know. I was pretty inspired earlier this evening. Chris Downey is a blind architect, and he lost his sight from a, a tumor he had in his brain. They did the, uh, the surgery, and he lost his sight. Now still a renowned architect, even though he's blind. But he sees the world differently. He's got a new, different kind of vision. And I thought that was a great analogy for us with regards to how do we coach. Because when we first get a team, guess what? We're blind. And we've got to find our way around this team. What's their strengths? What's their weaknesses? What can they do? What can they not do? And the way that we find that out is we actually, rather than tapping with a cane to find our direction, we ask questions to find out what are our team, what's their strengths, what's their weaknesses, and then how can we draw those out to use those of their best ability? So he's used his blindness to really see architecture from a completely different vision. With questions, you can see leadership and management from a whole different perspective. He has figured out how to use his disability as an advantage. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, it's an edge. Competitive advantage. Right, it's an he, edge. Because he can do things differently. Yeah, he, he hears architecture where you and I typically just see it. Mm -hmm. And by hearing it, he looks at it completely differently. And I highly encourage everyone that's listening to this, if you want to, go on the internet and actually search for Chris Downey, Blind Architect on 60 Minutes on CBS. And it's just a great little episode. It's about 14 minutes long, but it's really inspiring about how he did that. And then ask yourself the question, how can I use his concepts or his ideas to become a better manager? And I think that's an extraordinary approach uh, to this process. And here's another kind of great quote that I like is simply believing change is possible makes change possible. And I think that's important for your team. If, if you truly believe that you can make change possible, then it can happen. That's truly the foundation of a growth mindset. These questions help the team believe they can make it possible. How do you get yourself to believe it's possible? You know, that's a, that's a great question. How do I believe that I can get it? I think there's two components to, to leadership, self-development and there's team development. And I know you and I have talked about Harry Truman a lot. And, mm -hmm. and he was big on his quote was every successful person he's ever studied the first victory was over self. So you as a leader have first victory. That first victory is over self, is convincing yourself that you in fact can do this. I think the next component of a great leader, when you take a team that might be disregarded or has been put aside or said these are real troublemakers, 
and you're able to turn that team around, then that's pretty remarkable. And, and Harry Truman did that. That was his first, you know, in the military in World mm-hmm. War One. He was given a team that two other leaders had. They couldn't handle them. He went in there and not only became the leader, but he led them through the war, didn't lose anyone in his group, and and went on and then ultimately became president. But that was his first test of leadership, and it was really when he gained his confidence. We all have to have that first moment of leadership, that time when we're given a team, and then how do we make this happen? What do we do? How do we how do we fix it? And then we either sink or swim. But you've got to you've got to number one believe that you can do it, and then once you believe it, you've got to convey that to your team. But the thing is, they already have the ability to do that. I love the Bear Bryant quote uh, that a coach said about Bear Bryant. He said he could take his ends and beat yours ends, and he could take yours ends and beat his ends. And because Bear Bryant knew how to coach effectively, he was able to get the highest performance out of his teams. And he won several national championships uh, with the Crimson Tide in Alabama. It almost didn't matter. Give him a random group of Division I excellent college football players, and he could probably turn them into a national champion because he knew how to get a team to gel around a concept. And that's what we want to do here is make you so good as a manager that you can get that team to gel. And the questions are, how can you get them to a growth mindset? And that's really the the key to that process that's is the way to do it. is the is the way to do that. So, so what are some questions that that will help our team have mm-hmm. that uh, vision? Yeah, and it, and it's you can you do it with a team concept or doing it with an individual concept. But I, um, let's say the first question you might ask is, "Hey, a mistake happened. Okay, how can you use this misstep to improve your performance?" Because you're not failing, you're learning. And that's the key. So another great question you can ask of your team or of an individual is, is this effort something that makes you proud? Hmm. And I think that's a great question. Were you proud of your effort? We all know that somebody who half does it. And if they half do it, are they really proud of that? But you also know people who are truly leaning into it and they're really giving it their effort. And so I think it's a great question. Is this an effort you're proud of? If your first attempt didn't work, What could you try next? What are other ways that you could get there? And I think those are great questions you could ask them because you want them to be aware and responsible. And these questions are all about helping them be aware and responsible. Do you feel stuck? Who would you seek to give you feedback to make the design better or to make the process better? We all need mentors. We all need people who can help us improve our skill sets. So if you're stuck and you don't know how to do this, then who do you reach out to and, and find that mentorship? And then what new ideas will you try? What risk will you take? I think that's a great idea because then that, that expands the mind. Say, what, right. what can we do out there? What can we try? I think it's the worst thing in an organization is people go say, oh, we've, we've tried that. Mm-hmm. Well, did you try it in this day and age, in this process, with these certain circumstances? Yeah, you've tried it before, but, can, but it didn't work that way. But what could we do to tweak mm-hmm. it to make it work? Right. And I think that's a much better question. So many teams, they just give up on it because they said, we've tried that. And then, uh, you know, you're finding this to be a challenge. Wonderful. What would you do to get better at this? What, how would you practice to get better at this? You know, what strategies will you use to get around this? So, you know, this is a challenging problem. It's a challenging issue. How do you do that? And I think those are just great questions. Um, you know, are you the company expert? And uh, I've seen, I've seen, uh, we had a, a, a teller when I was managing an organization and she was absolutely brilliant. Hmm. And she was by far the best person on a computer system, but we were going to a new computer system. 
and she comes to my office and she's crying and you know and, mm. and she goes, oh, I don't want to do this new system. I want to, can't we just stay with the old system? I go, no, we've got to do it because they're getting rid of it. Blah blah blah. And and really what her point was, and it took me a couple of days to recognize it is, she's such an expert in this old system. She's worried about losing that status of being the expert. Right. And so I brought her to my office and I said, you know, Sue, tell me, tell me your perspective. I said, is there your real fear that you're not going to be an expert in this new one? And she goes, yeah, kind of. I said, Sue, you're the smartest person in this entire building. Smarter than me. I, I don't, I don't suffer from spurred, spurred is <laughs> smartest person in the room disease. Right. I know I'm not the smartest person mm-hmm. in the room. I talked to her and, and honest to God, within three months, she was the premier expert again on the new system. Right. Because she remembered everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, people would walk up to the counter and she'd have their account number up. She'd know about their kids. I mean, she was like a walking uh, customer retention. Yeah, the same reason she was an expert at the old system is yeah. why she's an expert at, at whatever she does. Right. And she just had to have that confidence and she needed to have that confidence conveyed to her. So, you know, you know, are you the expert? And then who do you need to learn from? Or do you want to become the expert on this? Or do you want to become the recognized individual? You know, when you're facing that right now, kind of in your career, do you want to be the expert in this particular area mm-hmm. that some people are asking you to do? Right. I think that's a great question. So how will you tackle this challenge going forward? It's another great question. And are you proud of the achievement? Congratulations. What do you want to try next? What are your future goals? And so I think those are all growth mindset questions that you could ask your employees and having that growth mindset question or that growth mindset conversation. And what is really important about these if you could talk to this point, mm-hmm. is what is not in there. Mm. And it's not answers, and it's not mm-hmm. read the manual, and it's not... <laughs> here's the brochure. Here, here's the brochure, <laughs> right. right? Right. Yeah, you've, you've, got to, you've got to engage your folks, ask them questions, have them think, have them process. You want them to become aware, and they become aware when you ask them questions, and responsible. But the challenge with so many organizations is we try to tell employees how to do their job rather than asking them, what do you think is the best way to go about this? Mm -hmm. And that distinction, that difference is really the difference between low performance and high performance. And by asking people these kinds of questions, you can become a high performance team and having a greater impact in your organization. You ask the questions, the Mm -hmm. thought bubble comes to them. Right. Then it's back to what you started with. It is that they become what they're thinking about that thought bubble right? right and really ultimately your team becomes what you ask about because you're really you're you're almost writing in that you're they're writing in what's in that thought bubble mm-hmm. but you're the one who put that thought bubble in over their head and said fill that in and that's the key when you ask them that question that thought bubble pops up over their head initially it's blank right and then they have to write in the you know they have to write in the script that goes in there when they write that script in, that's their ownership. They're the author of their destination going forward. They're the author of their destiny within the organization. And then that's incredibly empowering. That's incredibly engaging. And when people do that, they feel like they're part of the team. They feel like they're important, significant, they're validated. And they feel better about themselves as a human being. And guess what? You get better engagement. And then guess what? You get better performance. Right. So if someone has a th- uh, wants to create a new thought bubble and want you to help them <laughs> Right. Um, they have the thought bubble. In. That's that, I love that transition. <laughs> they have, they have the thought bubble of, wow, we should have Rory come and talk to right. our group. Right. What should they do to contact you? Absolutely. That's a great one, Paul. Thank <laughs> you for doing that. Uh, they've got my website, roryroland.com. That's R O R Y R O W L A N D.com. They can go to that. Uh, we've also got coaching managers university. That is actually an online learning tool that we have 
that we can also help organizations teach this to their folks. So if they want their folks to become, because I can't be everywhere, and uh, my time is now getting to the point where it's pretty stretched. So we, we created a learning management system so that you can have me even though you can't have me. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. We'll see you next time. You bet. Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit RoryRowland.com.